It is a new month. It is March 1st. Spring is almost here. Which is unbelievable to think about. It's really awesome. And it's also Wednesday. So I hope to see you tonight at Hydrate. I'm anticipating just a move of God. And plus, I would just love just to see each one of you. God's doing something. God's stirring something up in our youth ministry and in our hearts. And just, I'm excited to see where God is going to direct us. We've been talking about the Old Testament. We've gone through each book of the Old Testament, kind of seeing an overview, a bird's eye view of each book and we are about to do the same starting today with the new testament you see the old testament recounting the time before jesus came to earth rings with a longing for god to come and rescue his people you see it tells the story of how humans rebelled against god's rule creating a state of separation between them and god and bringing sin and brokenness into the world. It describes how Israel, the people God chose to work his rescue plan through, it failed over and over again to represent God and bring others to live under his reign. Through his prophets, God promised to one day bring a king from Israel who would establish his eternal kingdom over the whole entire world, renewing his creation from the effects of sin and giving people renewed hearts. Now, Matthew. Do you know who Matthew was? Well, Matthew was a Jewish tax collector in the first century and like his fellow Jews he would have been waiting expectantly for God to come and bring his reign now when Jesus began his earthly ministry he chose Matthew to become one of his disciples this book is Matthew's firsthand account of Jesus' life and ministry. And central to its message is Matthew's claim that Jesus is the fulfillment of God's rescue plan. Have you ever been rescued? Like, seriously, have you ever been rescued, like, helped out? I remember one time my mom had this rickety car and this car just had a mind of its own. It, it, it was almost like it was demon possessed because it would just go from park to drive <laughs> and it was scary. Now, there was a time that I don't know 
what really happened or why it happened or what even just how it even got to this point. But I remember being on Highway 26 with my mom in this car that was possessed. And for some reason, she got out of the car, shut the door. And for whatever reason, this car went from park to drive and I was in the back seat. And this car started moving. Now, luckily, it would just go in circles. But my mom, probably in her 30s at this time, was chasing after the car. There's other cars moving and zooming past me. And I'm in this car by myself in the back seat. It's moving maybe five, six miles an hour, but still... I'm going in circles very slowly. Mom's totally chasing after me but can't catch up to the car. And someone had to jump out of their car to jump into my car to push the brakes because I was too small and I didn't know exactly what was the gas and what was the brake. But I remember I was about to go into the ditch and someone completely rescued the situation. Don't know who the man was. Never saw the man ever again. But Jesus, Jesus came to our rescue. He is the longed king of Israel. In Matthew 3, 2, it says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist declares at Jesus' baptism. And this was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. I told you the story yesterday about Mac. I told you the story about how Mac prayed for me. Mac looked at me and says, JR, don't. Don't try to preach what's popular, what everyone wants to hear, but preach the kingdom. That's what I want. That's what we need. You see, early on in his teaching, Jesus delivers what is called the Sermon of the Mount. He begins by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 5, 3. Jesus teaches that those who are part of God's kingdom are not people who have earned their way in, but people who know they are sinners in need of God's mercy. Kingdom, kingdom people humbly depend on God's grace to obey his commands. Their lives characterized by fruit such as forgiveness, generosity, and loving one, one's neighbor and one's enemy 
Now, in Matthew's account, Jesus not only teaches about God's kingdom, but he also displays the power of the kingdom through his many miracles. Jesus banishes demons from within people and heals the sick, lame, and the blind. And in doing so, he reveals God's power has come for the humble, broken, and needy. The Jewish leaders, man, these religious leaders, they're proud in their legalistic efforts. They become offended by Jesus' teachings, and they plot to kill Jesus, and Jesus surrenders himself into their hands as God's kingdom is for the humble. It is fitting that his reign is established through the greatest act of humility, Christ's undeserved death. Jesus becomes king by suffering and dying. Most kingdoms prize strength as their status, but God's, it's, it's different. You see, his is what we might call an upside-down kingdom. And at the end of the book of Matthew, Jesus calls his disciples to announce to the world the good news of his reign. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations in Matthew 28, 18 and 19. As followers of Christ, we are invited to invite the world. We are commanded, we are told by Jesus to invite the world to see and desire God by modeling his kingdom, the values of his kingdom, by living like Jesus in love and humility. Now, Jesus lowered himself by leaving his throne in heaven and taking on our humanity. We follow his lead in seeking to serve rather than to be served. Jesus humbled himself by obeying his Father's will, even when it meant suffering. We model Christ by accepting God's lead even when it's hard and uncomfortable. Jesus surrendered his life in love for his people. We reflect Christ when we sacrifice our time, security, or our desires and love for someone else. In Christ, we serve as witnesses to his reign by donning the radiance of kingdom humility. Today, I want you to take a moment just to process with God on how you might show others what God and his kingdom are like through your life of love and humility. God, we thank you for this new day, this new month, this new season that is about to happen. 
Lord, where the flowers are about to start blooming and the blue bonnets here in Texas are going to start just being as blue as the sky. God, we thank you for this time and we ask that as that is happening around us, Lord, may you do the same in our hearts. May we begin to spring with joy, patience, and kindness, and love. May we begin to show this world how much you love them, how much you desire to have a relationship with them. May you show us, God, how to be more like you in loving people, caring for people, for laying down our selfishness. God, help me to lay down my selfishness. When I don't feel like caring for someone, may you help me to lay that down to be more like you in serving and loving and giving someone hope. We can only find hope in you. So God, we ask today, be with us, guide us, direct our path, speak through us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hydrate, love you guys so much. I am so honored that I get to stand before you and just share God's love with you, to look in your eyes and just to let you know that God is crazy about you to help you and disciple you to become men and women of God and to get through some difficult times knowing that God is there with you and he's in your boat. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, I pray that today God would just touch you and heal you right where you're at today. Love you guys. See you tonight, Hydrate. And remember to bless someone today. Be a blessing, whether it's a teacher, another student, just someone that you just see, some random person that you may not know. Just be a blessing. Show them the kingdom, God's love, God's hope. And this has been your daily tip.